Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight-up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business backed by financial know-how so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes, and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, Episode 2. In this episode, I'm going to suggest three things that you can do today to improve your business finances. But before I dive in, I want to call out that anything I say in this episode is just a general discussion that's meant to be thought-provoking for you in case there are relevant points or improvements to be made in your business. This episode does not constitute advice, either general or specific, and I always encourage you to seek such advice from an accountant or financial advisor who can cater their advice to your unique circumstances. Now, when I started my bookkeeping business, I assumed that most business owners were already doing these things, but many are not. And the consequences of not doing these things can be fairly dire, ranging from not knowing if you're making a profit or not, to being a hot mess at tax time, or to not being able to pay your bills when they fall due. So let me take you through these three important things that you should be doing from day one in your business or at least as soon as possible and I will explain why they're important as I go. So number one is to open a business bank account or various business bank accounts. If you're running a business under a company structure then you're legally needing to do this anyway. The bank account you use in the business needs to be in the company name as the company is a separate legal entity to the owners of the company. However, partnerships and sole traders don't legally need separate business bank accounts, and often, in my observations anyway, they don't open them. So for example, I, Rebecca Buchanan, can get an ABN that allows me to operate as a sole trader, and I can start doing business right away with my personal bank account, credit card, and PayPal account. But I shouldn't do this, and here's why. Mixing business and personal gets messy quickly. For starters, you don't know how your business is performing from looking at your bank account as your clothing and grocery purchases are all mixed in. And if you use your bookkeeping software, you will quickly lose the motivation to do your bookkeeping because instead of having, say, five business transactions a day to bookkeep for, you might have 25 transactions per day because all of the personal errands that you ran around town for the day are showing up in your bank feed. And the flow on effect of not staying up to date with your bookkeeping is three months from now when you sit down to do your books because you have to, you've forgotten what on earth you purchased from such and such a store and then you resent doing your bookkeeping and you close it down and you neglect it for another three months. 
Another reason why is because if you ever want to outsource the bookkeeping function, then having all of your personal transactions mixed with your business transactions will end up costing you more in bookkeeping fees. And this is because your bookkeeper will need to sort through them and it will lay your personal life bare in the process. Whilst this is no big deal for me as a bookkeeper, I know it can be quite confronting for clients who come to me saying things like, gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so embarrassed, you know, I feel strange that I purchased all these things and now they're there for you to see, etc. There is no need for these feelings, but they could have been avoided by separating everything out in terms of business and personal in the first place. Another reason is from a mindset perspective, I encourage you to take the leap to honor your decision to start a business and separate it from your personal life. If you're mixing business and personal, then I think it shows you're not really honed in on the business side of things and respecting the activities and finances relating to your business. And in a practical sense, this is how you do it. You open a business bank account, then you transfer some startup funds to it, be it $1,000 or $5,000 or $10,000, depending on what you need. And then you try and have your business be cash self-sufficient from day one. By this, I mean keep enough money in the account so that the business can pay its bills when they fall due without getting into a vicious cycle of taking out funds and putting them back into your business all the time from your personal account. Now, the second thing you can do today to improve your business finances is save for your compliance liabilities throughout the year, ideally into another bank account. When I say compliance liabilities, I mean superannuation, GST, pay-as-you-go withholding tax and income tax. It's good practice to know what compliance debts you have coming up. Usually they are due quarterly. And sweep money aside every month to pay these bills when they fall due. I would be a gazillionaire if I put $1 away for every time someone said to me, darn the ATO taking all my money in taxes when an entrepreneur has to pay their business activity statement at the end of the quarter. I love explaining that the money being paid to the ATO was never theirs to keep in the first place and that they should have swept this money aside at the end of the month rather than using or getting attached to the money throughout the quarter or the year, only having to part with it at some point. Same goes for superannuation, which belongs to your staff, and pay-as-you-go withholding tax, which also belongs to your staff. You are just the caretaker of these funds until you need to pay them elsewhere. Another good thing to do is put money aside for income tax, i.e. your end-of-year tax bill, be it for your company or your personal tax bill if you're a sole trader or in a partnership structure. But do remember that you only need to pay this tax if your business is making a profit. I see entrepreneurs asking questions on internet forums along the lines of, should I save 20% for tax? And I get to thinking, why 20%? How did you come up with that percentage? Are you making a profit or a loss? Because if you're making a loss, you won't even need to pay tax in the first place. And if you are making a profit, perhaps you're in the highest tax bracket. Or maybe you haven't even hit the end of the tax-free threshold. So there is always a lot of questions to be answered before understanding what amount you need to put away for tax. So I would argue you need to seek advice from your accountant or your bookkeeper or a financially minded friend that might be able to guide you on what a good amount to save is. 
The third great thing to do to improve your business finances is to ditch the spreadsheet bookkeeping and invest in awesome accounting software. Now, I love spreadsheets. I wholeheartedly love them and I use them every day of my life, in my career for the last 20 years and even in my personal life if I'm you know, planning out a holiday or whatnot. But spreadsheets are no place for your business financials to solely reside. And here's why. There is more to business financials than revenue and expenses. There is a thing called a balance sheet, which is also super important. And I bet most business owners listening are unaware of how to account for a balance sheet in a spreadsheet. No offense, I just know this to be true. And accounting software is very affordable these days. It can be as low as $10 per month, but a good option is probably more likely to be $50 odd a month. So if you're happy to spend $20 a month on Adobe or $9 a month on Planoly or $17 a month on Office 365, etc., etc., then I implore you to consider spending $50 a month on accounting software, which will completely up-level how you run your business by allowing you to send beautiful invoices, upload your bills, process payroll, run really great reports that will help you to make optimal business decisions. Accounting software is easy enough to use, so you can DIY your bookkeeping or you can outsource it. And if you have an accountant, it's highly likely that they can jump into your software and do their thing in real time, so you won't have a bunch of documents to hand over to them at tax time. Accounting software will save you time in the end by housing all of your financial data in one place. You can run powerful reports to help you make amazing business decisions and you can know in a couple of clicks what money you need to sweep away for compliance liabilities as described in point number two. And best of all, it's tax deductible. So you will reduce the tax you have to pay by this really worthwhile expense or investment in your business. For those of you who know me already, it will be no surprise that Zero is my accounting software of choice. Zero is spelt X-E-R-O, not Z-E-R-O. This is the leader in accounting software for small business in Australia, and it's all I use in my bookkeeping business, having used various other software options and not enjoyed them at all. Please check out my Instagram feed or join my mailing list to learn more about why I love Zero so much and some of my favorite Zero tips and tricks. My Instagram handle is straightup underscore bookkeeping. So to recap, the three things you should do in your business today if you're not already are open and only use business bank accounts and stop mixing business and personal life transactions together. Number two, save for your compliance liabilities by sweeping into a savings account each month and understand from the outset that these funds were never yours to keep in the first place. The third is start using accounting software as soon as possible to house and track your financial data. By doing these things sooner rather than later or from the outset, you will put yourself in the driver's seat of your business finances and reap many rewards in time, cost and organization during your business journey. Well, that brings me to the end of episode two. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you found that useful. If you did, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode and please take a screenshot and post it on Instagram, making sure you tag me if you're willing to share this. Thank you so much and see you next week. Thank you so much for listening in today. 
I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. If you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.